Hello everyone, this is Brenda, and I wanted to give you guys a heads up that we will be taking a break for approximately three months or so to work on some other projects that are Monstras related, of course, but we just needed some time off to work on those things uh, explicitly. However, don't cry like La Llorona, because we will be releasing some episodes we recorded earlier in the year specifically for our Patreon subscribers. That series is called Monstras After Dark, and our plan is to release about two episodes per month uh, during the break. For those who are already on Patreon, do not fret. We will also continue our Monstras After Dark series on Patreon. If you guys are interested in joining Patreon to continue to hear some new content, you can definitely subscribe. If not, no worries, you can also leave us a review. Anyways, without further ado, here is the Monstras After Dark episode. Monstras After Dark And welcome to the first episode of our new special Patreon-only series, Monstras After Dark. I'm very excited. Um, so in this series, we explore weird stories, folklore, and legends that might not have enough, enough information for a full episode. Um, so the idea is just to keep it short, but still explore some cool things. Um, we'll see how that goes. I don't know if we'll actually be able to keep it short. <laughs> I know! We're both... I don't know about you, but I just love, love, love information. And so I'm always like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. And it's like, it's not even that interesting. So the format that we're hoping to kind of implement here is uh, different from our regular episodes. So where we usually like deeply research a topic together, this time the topic is a secret. Ha ha. And each (laughs) month we switch off. So this month it's my turn to tell Orchidia a weird and interesting tale. I'm very excited. I am sitting around a campfire across from my Zoom monitor waiting to hear. (laughs) And I'm in a bar swirling a glass of wine. (laughs) In a perfect world. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. In a perfect world. I could be doing that. But all right. So let's get started. So gather around everyone and grab your glass of wine, your cool marshmallows, or whatever other indulgence you prefer. And let's talk about vaginas. <laughs> I'm already so red and we haven't even started. Like, look, at, I look like a tomato. I heard you say vagina and my face just went red. I'm such a prude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode's going to be, you're going to be so red throughout the entire episode. So this is, this is wonderful. You are very red. That is so cute. Oh, <laughs> Well, I am so excited to talk to you today about vagina dentata. It is a topic that I've been dying to explore. So let me tell you about dangerous vaginas and Latin America. (laughs) Okay. So I just to, I think just to let people know, I'm listening to this blind. So usually we have a shared script. We both are looking at it as we kind of record the episodes. I have nothing in front of me other than Brenda and this is really amazing already. <laughs> Which I is cannot wait. Okay, go on. 
So, let me start by telling you about this, Orkiri, okay? In 1982, the Chichonal Volcano in Chiapas, Mexico, erupted. That's my favorite volcano. So the tremor's there. That's oh, my that? favorite volcano. What are you talking about? It's your favorite I've never volcano. Heard of it. I'm just joking. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Go on. I can't. You would be, I 100% believe that might have been your favorite <laughs> volcano because I, who has a favorite volcano yeah, would be sure. you. <laughs> Anyways. In 1982, the year of our Lord, 1982, the Chichonal volcano in Chiapas, Mexico, erupted. Tremors actually shook the entire area that the uh, Zorque indigenous group resides in. And it's an area in which this beautiful Piohuachuo was said to inhabit. So I hope I said that right. So, Pio Wachuo apparently lives in this what, area what is, where this volcano is. Pio Wachuo? Oh, well, let me tell you. It's a mermaid. Oh. So, there's a lake actually located right next to the volcano. And supposedly this mermaid is said to live in the lake. Uh, the Zoke indigenous group were like, after they felt the tremors, they were like, wait a minute. I bet you it's that. Monster, that mermaid, not that the lives volcano in the lake. next door. Not okay, the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a very unique uh, story associated with this mermaid. So one of her probably, you know, out of many, her many hobbies, one of her hobbies includes seducing men and then castrating them with her tooth vagina. Okay, I love that <laughs> because I didn't. I'm, there's always that question of do, do mermaids have vaginas because they're fish bottomed. So what does that look like? Oh, they have, they absolutely have vaginas. And apparently this okay. one has teeth. So. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> despite, despite this though, Arcadia, men still desire her. Some women have all the luck. Men are just. <laughs> I got no teeth vagina. I'm still single. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> we need veneers down so, there. <laughs> so apparently, I, I wrote a joke that apparently not only does she make volcanoes erupt, but she makes men erupt. But I'm... <laughs> So that's basically the opening I had for you about tooth vaginas. So in researching this topic, I actually found both a lot of information and also a little bit of information about vagina dentata. So one of the things I did find is that vagina dentata is actually a very common and popular mythological topic found mm -hmm. around the world. A common, and I don't know if you've heard of, you've heard of vagina yeah, dentata, yeah. right? I, I always thought they were more of a European yeah. myth. So it's really interesting to to hear that they weren't. No. So actually, that's a really good point. So, uh, which I'm going to get to, because I am going to talk about different cultures outside of also Latin America. So in a common thread or a, like 
kind of linking a lot of these myths is that according to anthropologist Baez Jorge, uh, he states that the, the, in these cultures, the whole the hero always seems to defang or defeat the tooth vagina. Yeah. So, speaking of different cultures, in Maori legend, I didn't even know about this legend. It's a really cool legend. In Maori legend, Maui, mm-hmm. you've heard of I've Maui, I've watched right? Moana. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we've all watched Moana. <laughs> so, Maui. So, imagine that guy. Uh, he's seeking, you know, one day he's like, you know what? I want to be immortal. So he's 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 seeking immortality, as one does. And he goes searching for the goddess of the dead um, so that he can suck her heart through her vagina. All right. Which I know, very yeah. forward, very forward. I mean, anatomy, I like that's just way um, off, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> There's easier ways. Like, you could go through her mouth. Yeah. I don't know. There's different ways you can go. There's a lot of different openings that are closer to the heart than the vagina, but whatever. So he does eventually find her, right? So he finds her and he gets as far as his head up her vagina before she wakes up and strangles him. <laughs> wow. Now, now I'm picturing all those videos of like really strong women breaking or popping watermelons with their thighs. That's exactly the image yeah. I had. <laughs> Except he went a little bit further. And then she popped him like yeah, a watermelon. Yeah, he went a little deeper than that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't actually know if he dies. I imagine he might have. I don't know. He's also a demigod, so I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but that was the funniest thing. And then in Mexico, the god of war actually emerges from uh, this uh, goddess's mm-hmm. vagina. Xocual... Um, I think it is. Oh, I should have looked up these pronunciations before I started, but I did not. Um, but he jumps out of her vagina. And according to some legends, uh, from a virgin birth. So virgin births are also nothing yeah. new. She, she got folklore. pregnant by a feather or something like that. Yeah. Yes. She put a feather in like her yeah. breast or something. And then somehow that gave birth to this dude and he started just fighting everybody immediately (laughs) he fought his way out that womb so the other cool story that's linked to latin america and vaginas is uh the entrance to miklan as described by baez jorge is through jaws and teeth which may also resemble those of a lizard or a snake is that cool so basically, yeah, the entrance to Miklan is usually like a cave, but the cave is just lined with teeth and all this stuff. So the vagina is a cave. That imagery happens a lot, too. I like this idea, too. Like, so, you, you're born out of a vagina and then you die into one, too. You die? What do you mean you die? You die one? when you go into Miklan. That's you dying. You die into one. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought I thought you went back into the vagina. I, I was mean, like confused. You, metaphorically. You did what Maui did and just crawl back. Crawl back to once you came. Let me back. Let me move in. I can't survive <laughs> in this economy. In. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what I pictured when you said that. I was like, oh, God. So then... So what does, you know, in trying to find some sort of interpretation to all these different stories, what does it, you know, what does it all mean? So Baez Jorge states that a tooth vagina actually has really several different interpretations, and there, is a, there isn't really like one answer. 
obviously, with a lot of things like with folklore, there's never one answer. Uh, one of the quotes that they use or they or the papers that I read kind of described, one paper by Persephone Braham, of course. Genius. Um, uh, was Mircea Eliad, I think, wrote, The vulva is the primordial gate, the mysterious divide between non-life and life. Yep. Isn't that cool? So. I am so, so uncomfortable. <laughs> no, and now, now that I said that line, I feel like I, the idea of crawling up someone's vagina to die is just stuck in my head now. Thanks a lot, Okina. Yeah, well, I feel like Freud would agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> he would absolutely agree with you. <laughs> but anyways, so to me, what this means, like this one interpretation of the tooth vagina means, is that not only is the vagina a symbol of life, but it can also take away mm. life. <laughs> just, just like just a like watermelon. Now, I, I assume. Yeah, just like the watermelon. It, it, it takes, it gives birth and it takes it away. So to me, it's also an in-between place where the hero kind of defeats, mm-hmm. I think it symbolizes mother nature. The vagina symbolizes kind of mother nature and nature. And so the hero in defeating the vagina, the tooth vagina, I think is also a way of saying this is the difference between man and nature. And it's like man conquers nature. It's also kind of sexist in that way, too, you know, where a man overtakes a woman, what makes her supposedly, in this folklore, a woman, you know? So, and this interpretation is actually kind of reinforced by looking at other myths where the vagina dentata is actually defanged, which sounds like a nightmare um, for the poor woman, I mean. I'm just like you're just breaking off her teeth. I've had my wisdom teeth removed, and that really sucked. So I can't imagine. (laughs) So I can't imagine getting teeth removed from your vagina forcefully. So then, what is so in these myths when the man finally defangs the vagina? What is left is a woman that is more feminine, and now a woman who men desire and look at. Which is crazy because no one really stopped. Um, you know, no man stopped uh, desiring that mermaid woman with the tooth <laughs> well, vagina. Also, how do so, people know you have a vagina dentata to stop desiring you? I, well, you're acting more womanly. So, automa- like, both of them go hand in hand, I guess. So, if you're, like, a feminine woman, they'll know that you have a non-tooth <laughs> vagina. So, so, if you're a bitch, then... You have teeth in your vagina. <laughs> Listen up, ladies. If you're a bitch, we know we know you're full of teeth. Wow. So, anyways, so I wanted to talk about also vagina dentata in Latin American literature. So, of course, you know you have it in in folklore, but in more kind of fast forwarding to uh, more modern. Uh, Latin American literature, you also have these stories and these themes of vaginas and vagina dentata pop up. So, for instance, the story uh, Persephone Braham kind of references a lot in her writings and in her book is the story of a greedy woman whose, uh, her name is Doña Barbara. The book is called Doña Barbara. And Barbara 
serves as kind of a two meaning, you know, Barbara, like barbar- barbarous, or someone who's like a barbarian. And her name, Doña Barbara. Uh, it's a story about a greedy woman who uses a combo of seduction skills and brujería to take over a neglectful man's rancho. Her nickname in the novel, I kid you not, is a great nickname, is Devoradora de Hombres. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to say that regardless of what you said, but that's actually a cool nickname. (laughs) It's such a cool nickname. It's supposed to be like really bad you know and it and and she's supposed to be like the the like antagonist in the novel but my god i was just like come on they dude. turned that into a novella right a soap opera me i don't know if they did maybe they did. i haven't checked i haven't checked i just know about the novel and so and so in one scene um she literally like kind of embodies this so in one scene she protects with her witch powers a man and steer eating croc or crocodile from hunters, which, as Persephone Braham points out, you know, the channel that the that the crocodile lives in can be interpreted as a womb and the croc yeah. as the teeth. And of course, they go and kill the croc at some point uh, in the story, because, of course, why not? Right. Um, so then there's this other book around the same time period-ish, and it's called uh, La, Vora, La Voragine, which is basically the vortex. And the story is about, you know, you have a super machista dude who is who literally gets swallowed up by the Amazon rainforest and disappears. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you can imagine what, what do you think is the vagina? I mean, the forest itself. <laughs> yes, it's so cool. It's like the descriptions are actually really cool, but they're also very, very vagina-like. So it's very moist. The descriptions in the it's very moist. <laughs> it's a very moist environment. <laughs> I thought you were embarrassed, and yet <laughs> I am so embarrassed. But what am I supposed to do? Not make a joke? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. It was a very good joke. I I loved it. So then, so in this novel, the descriptions of the jungle really evoke castration. So I'm going to read this in Spanish, probably going to be terrible. And then I'm going to like slightly translate it. So, un abismo antropofago, abierto ante el alma como una boca, que se engüeye los hombres a quienes el hambre y el desaliento le van colocando entre las mandíbulas. Yikes. Which, I know, isn't that crazy? So basically, for those of you who don't speak Spanish or don't understand <laughs> my terrible reading of that, it's essentially a soul-devouring mouth, is how they're really describing the uh, the forest. With mandibles, with like gnashing almost like a gnashing teeth yeah. you know what i mean it chews you up it chews you up <laughs> and even the ants are described as a venereal disease so in the novel um it describes like uh ants like little like venereal diseases they they even use like syphilis or syphilis <laughs> in the in the novel it's crazy and 
The novel does provide graphic descriptions of mutilated male oh. bodies, and all the women in it are insatiable. So the quote from the book is, and this is in English, they are as insatiable as the jungle or as capitalism. All consume men to produce monsters. What? <laughs> I mean, women are like capitalism is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. They are insatiable. Well, they're also talking about men and Okay, women. so anybody living in the Amazon. So... Yes, so these, so the group of people he's really talking about, so the novel is really about, well, scholars debate what the novel's about. So the novel really talks about, like, rubber mm -hmm. trappers and how exploitive that whole thing is. It's, it's almost, this book is actually compared to The Jungle by Sinclair, mm -hmm. by Upton okay. Sinclair, because it provides a graphic description of the horrors of, like, the rubber trapping, tapping, sorry, uh, back in the 1900s and the mistreatment of people. But at the same time, they're like, but it has all this imagery and about this jungle. So is it about capitalism or is it about vagina? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's a very complex book. So that's why. But I love that line of all consume men to produce yeah. monsters. I really want to read this book now. It sounds really so, interesting. It's really interesting, and it's the dude is kind of like kind of a shitty rich dude who absconds with like he doesn't abscond he he runs away with this woman that he's in love with. She eventually, I think, gets pregnant. They get separated at some point, and at the end of the novel, they have both disappeared in the jungle to never be seen again. It's like this cra it's like a crazy story. I tried kind of reading like notes on it and like a huge, huge chapter by chapter mm -hmm. summary. But yeah, it, it's a complex novel. But I love that yeah. imagery. So I wanted to move on though really quick and actually talk about like some positive cool things about vaginas that I found also. So because I mean, in a lot of these folklore, they're seen as like dangerous and things to yeah. conquer. However, I also found out that vaginas, you know, in some classical like cultures actually painted like their shields. With a uh, female genitalia to scare their en enemies. <laughs> that would scare me away. Could you believe I would run that? away from that. Yeah, if, if like a giant vagina was coming at me. Yeah. I mean, it's a, like, it's it's a gaping primordial yeah. gate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to swallow you up. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and then the Irish actually had female genitalia displayed in their church doorways as a way to ward off evil. How why i have no clue i did not look past it i was just like if i ever go back to ireland i'm definitely gonna have to look for these little like vaginas in, in, yeah. door, in church were they doorways. the doorknobs or something like or was it like a hidden thing i guess they're carved it says displayed mm. so maybe it's maybe. like a sign welcome to church here's a vagina yeah look i don't know into the I don't vagina know. to be able to get into the church it's like up the eye reader or something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. But I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm going to have to really look for these like secret vaginas yeah. everywhere. So. <laughs> so then I wanted to kind of conclude with modern vagina dentatas. 
So I want to really close. I don't know if you've ever read this book, um, Orchidia, American Gods by Neil Gaiman or Gaiman or whatever yeah. you say his name. Yeah, yeah. Have you read it's that? It's been a while, but yeah. I haven't oh, watched cool. the TV show though. The TV show is good. The first season is good. Second season after Brian Fuller like, leaves, like it's not that great. I was really excited about the TV show. Especially because they had, like, multiple Jesuses, like, white yeah. Jesus, black Jesus. Like, 20 million different Jesuses. <laughs> it was really great. But I wanted to conclude with this amazing scene that has to do with vaginas from American Gods. And you might know which scene I'm talking about. No. Do you? Okay, okay. Well, listen, yeah. let me read it to you, okay? So, he feels a lurch. And it seems to him that he is hanging, head down. Although the pleasure continues, he opens his eyes. This is what he sees. He is inside her to the chest. And he stares at this in disbelief and wonder. She rests both hands upon his shoulders and just, and just puts gentle pressure on his body. He feels the lips of her vulva tight around his upper chest and back, constricting and enveloping him. He wonders what this would look like to somebody watching them. I worship you with my body, he whispers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'll do it more, more like I'm, I'm being sucked into a vagina. I whisper, I worship, I worship you with my body, he whispers as she pushes him inside her. <laughs> I love how you're oh cracking up. Oh, my God. I need to reread it. <laughs> what? And then, wait, the last line, the last line. Her labia pulls sick slickly across his face, and he slips into darkness. <laughs> Your face! You know, there's a lot to process. <laughs> this all seems consensual, though, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> it is, it is consensual. Okay, so it is consensual. It is consensual, I will say. Absolutely consensual. She basically, I don't know if you remember the book, there's one um, goddess who, ba and they did actually uh, play this scene in the, or recreate the scene in the Whoa. show, in the TV show. I really need to watch it now. Super cool. Yes. Especially the first season. The second season is like, again, I have heard nothing but bad things. Um, so, but the first season, top tier. But in this part, you know, part, it's one of my favorite parts in the book where she she was a goddess of like lust and desire so she has to survive and so she becomes a prostitute in order to lure men in and then she basically consumes them via her vagina although I think it's just one way she consumes men she can consume them in other ways but that's her favorite I imagine it sounds like fun I'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> Imagine, and what I was thinking is I don't remember if he went feet first or dick first. You know what I mean? Like, did he, what, what did he do? Like, did he get folded in half? I hadn't even thought of that possibility. I was like, did he go in head first or feet first? But I had never thought of, yeah, they were probably having sex and all of a sudden he got folded in. Yeah, he, got, he just, get, he just, I don't know to work i'm trying to like i am very confused it's like well when you close like a compact mirror yeah you just... yeah 
she just like back in the pocket. And he just. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it sounds more painful than what Maui was trying to do. You know yeah. what I mean? All these sound like bad ideas, and you know, men should stay away from women's vaginas. Whether they're they have teeth or not, they, really they should, should stay away unless they know what they're doing and have been given permission, <laughs> explicit permission to go in. <laughs> exactly, or else you're gonna get end up, you know, you're gonna end up being swallowed yeah. alive, and that's you know folded in half like a little compact yeah. mirror. Yeah, and it's it's not worth so the risk. Wanna, it really you isn't. Do that. The cleanup after that is too hard. <laughs> really Just isn't. don't make us do that. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh no no no. I'm sure it's a clean death. I don't think she, I don't think she's squeezing watermelons out here. I think she's just like she's just like you know she's. Like, <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> I remember. I know a vagina dentata because I've read some. I think I was in middle school or high school, uh, when I read like some weird horror stories slash fairy tales, and one of them was a vagina dentata one. Um, I was too young Ooh, to be rating this, tell. let me tell you. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> the story of my life. Dude, right? Um, so it's always been like an interesting topic. Growing up on the internet. No, but yeah, what did you think? That was basically That's all really I That's really awesome. Like, I, yeah, honestly, I thought, I always pictured like European and like knights having to deal with vagina dentata to show their they were their worthiness, right? Like if they can read, get rid of the vagina dentata, that means they're worthy of marriage or they're worthy of being knights so that sort of thing yeah. um i didn't realize there was like a other versions of it oh yeah uh, especially in latin america yeah and that's what i was that mermaid story is amazing <laughs> and the fact that people, men are like man wouldn't it be cool if i slept with her even if my dick gets cut off i got with her <laughs> i got it are men that desperate <laughs> what <laughs> Oh my god, it's crazy. But it is a, it is I'm sure I butchered her name. B B O Y Chuo. Something like that. B O Y Chuo. But yeah, it's just it's such a cool mermaid. And I I I did look for more, you know, there's other interpretations of uh, vagina dentata and all that stuff, but that's basically um the main ones that I kind of found with limited time research. Uh, and I relied on two different or three different sources. One of them was some dude's, some dude's fucking thesis. <laughs> he was on a quest for knowledge. <laughs> he was on a very big quest for knowledge. Persephone Braham, of course, was one of them. But what is this dude's name? Let me just say his name really quick. And the and the paper is called The Myth of Vagina Dentata Archetype. Archetypal Manifestations of the Terrible Mother by Henrique Guillermo Guerme? Guerme? Scatolin. See, this is why I didn't even say this dude's <laughs> name. Why bother? Anyways. Oh, I'll put the notes. I'll put the, I'll put the links in the notes in the show notes. Good call. But anyways, that's basically it. If you liked, you know, these episodes, let us know in the comments if you like it. Uh, for those who, yeah, if you let us know if you like them in the comments and stuff. Um, but yeah, this is going to be our ongoing Patreon exclusive once a month, hopefully, that we'll be releasing to uh, our awesome, awesome, awesome Patreon subscri subscribers. So yeah, 
that's basically thank it. you for supporting yes us thank you on patreon and welcome to monstras after dark Ooh. Ooh.